0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 22 of the new year, episode 22 of the new year. We're going to do the readings for the sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time. The sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time. Once again, this is the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. So let's begin with the opening of the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please, please. Pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty oh God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Christe Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A little something I want to share with everyone. I just completed the um, this week the um, thirty three days of consecration uh, to to Jesus through the Blessed Mother, and it was great. I liked it. Um, I think it could it could have been better. It most definitely could have been better because of my work schedule and everything. Um, sorry, I had a slight interruption here. Um, it's a great... I only wish I had... Um, what do you call it? Uh, without with, I, w- I wish I didn't have daily interruptions, uh, basically, because I had to go to work. I had to... Um, you know, commute, I had to make the time on my breaks to, um, I tried to read them the night, the, the readings the night before, and, um, it worked out, it worked out because, um, um, also in the last week, my mom and I were doing a, uh, novena to Our Lady of Lords for, uh, for my brother's conversion. So it kind of merged together. And one of the one of the things i've been praying daily for every single day was for my mom to have a more uh more intimate prayer life those graces were were, were given and so we wound up um, friday morning uh, you know where we uh, on the february 11th which is our lady of lords uh, that was the the consecration day and so we wound up uh finishing that novena and it ironically we did a litany to the mother of god from one of the novena books which was great because it really kind of like you can say our lady had um got what she wanted from me she wound up getting uh, sort of like you know that the uh the consecration, because what you do is when you finish the consecration there's also a, uh, a sort of like dedication, sort of like a, a, a pledge of allegiance. You can say an oath that you make to our lady, you're doing it to Jesus. You're giving, you're giving yourself completely to Jesus, but you're doing it by entrusting yourself to his mother, the way Jesus entrusted himself to Mary. And you can say the way Joseph entrusted himself to Mary because Joseph dedicated his life to Jesus through his mother, through the Blessed Virgin Mary. He married our lady. He married her and he dedicated his life to her and to him. As they say, you can never love the Blessed Mother too much because nobody loved her more than our Lord Jesus Christ himself and no one you and and you cannot outlove Mary or you can't outlove her more than Jesus and you cannot like St Joseph himself loved her and it did not take away from his devotion to Jesus and Jesus gave his mother to us in John's gospel when he was on the cross behold your mother Son, be, you know, you know, behold your mother and woman, behold your son. So he wants this relationship. He wants this relationship. He wants this devotion. Ah, uh, I'll definitely do it again. Um, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm gonna try uh, next year to do it. Um, for Our Lady of Lords, but I'm gonna also try to aim for, um. Other days, uh, I might try to aim for the immaculate conception of Our Lady. Um, right now, Lent's coming up, and I don't want to get everything convoluted uh, because I, I want to focus on Lent this year. Uh, but I do believe that it has it has been beneficial. It has been beneficial. I think it it has helped me. I it was it's the first. Um, 33 day consecration I've done, and I love the writings, the books of the Marian fathers. I definitely think that my, uh, my, um, my spirit, my, um, spirituality, my Catholic spirituality is going to be more Marian. Um, um, and you know, I'll be devoted to the divine mercy. And I'm going to be practice my devotions definitely to uh, the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, and I definitely um, I want to try to focus on I don't know why, but I'm going to I want to focus on the Stations of the Cross uh, for this Lent. It's just it, I think it's going to be um, now. I think that there's some changes happening in my, uh, practice, I, you know, it's different than it was. I have to say my focus is different than it was other years. I think what changed is my focus. And I think, uh, this grace and this blessing, uh, is good. I'm not saying it's perfect. I still get distractions. I still get all these, um, other things that I struggle with a lot, but I think that it has been beneficial finding the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Um, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's been helpful. Also what I've been doing is I've been doing the reading the Bible through the year. It's uh, a revised standard version, second Catholic edition, and each readings for every day you get for the date of the month throughout the whole year, you get a chapter. I just just completed the book of Exodus, and uh, and you get the book of Exodus. You get one psalm, and you get a chapter from the uh, uh, the gospel. The book of Matthew is just about to be finished, so. Uh, It's basically just every day. It's like the whole Bible, just set up for each date of the year, and that I think it's helpful. So, I use the thirty-three days to Morning Glory by. um, Let me get the priest's name, Father Michael E. Gately, M.I.C. Marian's uh, Immaculate Conception, uh, thirty-three days to Morning Glory. A do it yourself retreat in preparation for Marian consecration. It's a great book. There's also another one. Um, uh, this one here is uh, by Father Hugh Gillespie. Uh, and he's. Um, this is from, from Montfort Publications. The other one is from. Uh, Uh, Hearts of Fire, but I think it's the Marion, no, Marion Press, Marion Press, and this one, Father, uh, Gillespie, um, this is from the, uh, this one's printed in Canada, I didn't know this, uh, this one is definitely a good one. It's different. It's, um, okay, I think it's, 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 it's def- definitely, um, I think they're definitely Marian priests because they're, they're, they're definitely, I think, related to, to St. Louis Montfort. <clears throat> the difference between this one, total consecration, I think it's more closer to the Montfort tradition, uh, St. Louis Montfort's tradition because. Mm-hmm. You get a portion of scripture, you get a portion of meditation from Louis Montfort's writings, and then they give you a prayer to say every day, uh, either the memorata, uh, remember, O blessed Virgin Mary, and then each of the th- of the weeks that's leading to the consecration, you get a, uh, I think, what a Montfort's uh, favorite prayers. There's also a Saint. Louis Montfert. you can say it in the morning, you can say it in the midday. you can say it in uh, definitely in the evening. there's an evening uh, meditation and what you do is you basically foc- um, you're going to be focused on 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 the meaning of each day and each week. Uh, one is complete, com- complete, total denial uh, of emptying of yourself. You have to empty yourself of a lot of distractions. One of our biggest problems in our spirituality in modern day is that we're distracted with useless things. We worry about useless things. Consecration to total consecration to Jesus through His mother is focusing on the things that that Jesus wants us to focus on and to empty ourselves of the things that he wants, that, that are in the way, that get in the way with, with, with our relationship with him. It's a personal relationship. You're having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which, you know, you hear this a lot, what Protestants say, but all uh, Catholic, the center of, 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 of Catholic prayer life, and spirituality, and I mean spirituality in a, in a total Orthodox Catholic way, not the floozy, um, uh, what do you call it, New Age. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Rosary is centered on a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, old Catholic uh, all novenas are centered on a relationship with Jesus Christ. Chaplets, um, daily prayer life, um, the liturgy of the hours. It's all revolves around the Mass. Everything is revolved around the liturgy. All of it, the center of it, is Jesus. Your relationship with St. Joseph is centered on Jesus. Your relationship, or your what you call your 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 devotion to any particular saint, is centered on Jesus Christ. The Saint Augustine, if you read his writings, his uh, Confessions or City of God, uh, is all centered on Jesus Christ. Um, Thomas Aquinas and his Summa is centered on Jesus Christ. All right. The stations of the cross is centered on Jesus Christ. Lent is centered on Jesus Christ. Advent is centered on Jesus Christ. All the saints imitated Jesus and we imitate them because they imitated Jesus. It's all Jesus. The problem I think is because we are so distracted that it's it's harder for us than any generation of Christians from the beginning of the Christian age till now to totally empty our minds of complete distractions. And it makes it very hard for us to be true Christians, true followers of Jesus. What did Jesus say? He who wants to follow me must deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. You have. We have to really work hard with all the distractions that are around us. I mean, it's a it's a lot better now for me. I don't deal. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I still struggle with it, but not as much as before. I definitely have to say that I th- I think graces have been. Our Lady has helped me with the graces I needed to overcome certain temptations that have been very difficult for me. And I have a long way to go. I have definitely a long way to go. All of us will all of us will have to have a long way to go. It's 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 not over, you know, till the day we stop we, we take our last breath. Um we need, we need to get closer. And this total thirty-three days of consecration. This one is a lot more easier. The one with the thirty by Father Michael Gately, but from the Marian Fathers, he focuses on um, Louis Manfred, uh Maximilian Colby, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and Saint John Paul II. These particular four had a very strong Marian consecration, starting with St. Louis Montfort. But St. Louis Montfort's based a lot of his on St. Dominic or what traditions... We don't have much of St. Dominic's writings, but much of it came down to St. Dominic is where the rosary began. So um, each saint... ...built on the other. Maximilian Kolbe, I have to say, I've been very impressed with him. I haven't really read much of his writings till this book came along, so I'm interested in in exploring more about him. He he died in the concentration camp, and as a boy, he uh, had an apparition. Our lady appeared to him, and she gave him a choice between two crowns, a red crown and a white crown. A white crown means that he dies naturally... And he dies in a state of of chastity. The red crown is martyrdom. And he was just a little boy, and he said, I'll take both. And he did. He was completely chaste and devoted, and he died in a concentration camp. Uh, He died for a a Jewish family. They were going to separate the family. They were going to send the father to to the chambers, and Louis Munford died in his place. So, and his, also his understanding of the Immaculate Conception was fantastic, which I'll talk about another time. Anyway, uh, let's begin with our with our readings. Alright, so, our first reading is from the uh, book of the prophet Jeremiah. Um, okay, there's a little, little something here for us to read. The um, Oh, well, this is something different. Okay. Let, Jeremiah's chapter 17, verse 5 and 8. Sometimes these little bios they give you. Well, the response to the refrain ties the Sunday's three readings together. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Do I place my hope and and trust in God or in human beings? The present life, fortune, fame. Lord, please help me to keep my priorities straight. Cursed is the one whose trust in human beings. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Just uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 and 8. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord. Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings. Who seeks his strength in flesh whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots in the stream. It fears not the heat. When it comes, its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 and 8. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the one who trusts, who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its season. Uh, it's, I'm sorry, its roots in, in the, to the stream. Um, it fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, this is from Psalm 1. Verse 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 6. <clears throat> Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Blessed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent. Sorry. But delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season. Whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Blessed are they who who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Okay, one more time. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Psalm 1. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of of the insolent but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night blessed are they who hope in the Lord he is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade whatever he does prospers Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like the chaff which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the of, of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Amen. Okay. Uh, reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 12, 16, and 20. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is in vain. If Christ is preached as is as raised from the dead, how can some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If the dead are not raised, neither has Christ been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is in vain. You are still in your sins then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If this life only we have hoped in Christ, if for this life only, only we have hoped in Christ, we are the most pitiable of all people. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. One more time, and I'll try not to mess it up first corinthians chapter 15 verse 12 16 to 20 if christ is preached as raised from the dead how can some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead if the dead are not raised neither has christ been raised and if christ has not been raised your faith is vain you are still in your sins then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are the most pitiable of all uh, people of all. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. I'm going to focus here a little bit on everything we've read. In the Gospels, we are told the day Jesus was crucified, and after you know, uh, at that moment, he gave up the ghost, he gave up his spirit, he handed himself over to the Father. Into thy hands, I commend my spirit, it is accomplished. In some earlier translations, it says, It has been consummated, and that word, accomplished and consummated, from the Greek. Is like a marriage bed. He has consummated his his life and our souls to him. Those of us who put our hope in him, we're married to him. Man or woman, child, old or young, we're all for him. Jesus of us often talked about the bride and the bridegroom because it's a marriage. It's a call back to the events of creation of Adam and Eve, Adam being the bridegroom, Eve being the bride. And it was all, you can say, a, a reclaiming, you could say, of creation that was never, that never belonged to the devil, never belonged to Satan and does not belong to evil. Creation was meant for good. Human beings were meant, were made good. All life was made good. The universe was made for good. But our first parents were given freedom. And and it was a freedom with a price. The choices we make have consequences. And consequences carry a heavy burden with them. And part of that consequence... Of sinning, of choosing sin, is that we all, all our descendants of Adam and Eve are born to sin. Now, when Jesus died, the day he died, the dead was raised. Those particular people who have put their hope in the Messiah, I don't know how many were raised, but the saints went and presented themselves in Jerusalem. The Gospels doesn't go into details anymore about that. I'm quite certain there's a lot of revelation there. Revelation, and I'm quite certain that it's probably in the scriptures, in the writings of St. Paul and the apostles, right in front of our faces. But they did not, they were not permitted by the Holy Spirit, by Christ, by the Trinity, to go any further detail. They presented themselves, the tombs of the dead were opened, and the saints were raised. And I'm gonna take a guess. I like to believe it's Saint Joseph, John the Baptist, uh, the parents of the Virgin Mary. I like to believe it's Elizabeth and Zachariah, Simeon and the prophetess Anna. Um, I like to believe many of the prophets, obviously Abraham, uh, Moses, Elijah. Uh, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Daniel—I like to believe that they—they were the ones that raised from the dead, the ones, and Adam and Eve. But that's, you know, I believe that's a possibility. It's my own personal view. I have no private revelation of this, anyway. But it's—it's it's just if you read the Bible and you pray, you—I think we get a certain sense of assurance. You know if we if we just believe it with humility it just makes sense and this is what we hope for we hope one day to see heaven we hope one day to see the face of god that's what we were created for and you know I have to say this. I think the more you live the Christian life, especially the Catholic faith, God talks to us. The more we pray, the more we pray the rosary, the more we read the Bible, the more we, we um, try the best we can to live our Christian life Without sinning, avoiding sin. To receive Holy Communion. I, I wish I could receive it every day. And the more I realize everything I went through. The, up to this point now where I'm coming in my life. I'm 50 years old. My talents and skills are meant for him. Whatever he blesses me with is meant for him. And this is the same for all of us. Whatever talents and skills we're blessed with. Is meant for him. You know. I've. Paul is right in that letter in Corinthians when he says. You know, I used to think and talk and act like a child. But now. You know, I'm a man. You could translate it. I, I, an adult, it's time to put away childish things. And I think anything outside of Christ is childish. It's useless. Look at all the distractions we have around us. Our, our fellow brothers and sisters need our help. Would they need our, our talents and skills? To help them find their way to Christ. All right. I'm hoping I could put some. I could start writing, and I'm hoping one day to do a graphic novel, um. To use it to help convert people. To 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 come to find their way to Christ. I think I you know I'm hoping one day I could you know start doing icons and 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 do stuff that can help people lead them to Christ that's what I want to do don't mean to repeat myself but I think we all can do it and I think the only way we can do it is if we start living the Christian faith seriously we're we're, we're at at a very sensitive crossroads right now our world is changing um there's a lot of evil out there and a lot of people, um, there's a lot of distractions. And a lot of these distractions are preventing people from hearing the gospel, are preventing people from hearing the faith. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff we're wrestling with within the church and outside the church. But, but it doesn't, it's not, you know, we're not going to lose. The only thing that Christ is not going to lose But we, with our talents and skills that we're given, we'll be judged on how we did not use these things properly. And we need to start using them properly. Let's go on to the gospel. Okay. Um, The gospel reading is from St. Luke, chapter 6, verse 17, 20 to 26. Blessed are the poor, woe to you who are rich. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem. And the coastal regions, Tyre and Sidon and raising his eyes toward his disciples. He said, blessed are you who are poor for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the son of man rejoice and leap for joy on that day behold your reward will be great in heaven for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way but woe to you who are rich for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, blessed are you who are poor for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will, you will grieve away and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, For their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the first reading with Jeremiah, he basically reminds us that it's foolish to put our trust and our hope in human beings. We do that a lot, unfortunately. Um... In many cases, we do it mostly with politicians. We look towards celebrities. We look towards uh, athletes, but we—it's—it's it's easier for us, right? Because we live in this world, this materialistic world, in this world of what we can see, what we can touch, and what we can feel, and you know want to believe these people want to make things better but at the same time we have a habit of turning a blind eye to evil um, we look we, we, you know, we don't want to look to the past Alexander the Great wanted to he had a slogan about uh, the brotherhood of man he wanted to create a, a world but he failed uh, Julius Caesar uh, was also a kind of like a hero-like figure. But again, he didn't live up to all of Rome's beliefs, uh, virtues, and he fell. Uh, in the Bible, we hear about uh, the Israelites uh, in the book of Exodus, how many times they complained to Moses about why he brought them out into the desert. And they wanted to go back to Egypt, even though Pharaoh treated them badly. And guess what? They they knew they were treated badly. But at least we got fed. So it's like an abusive relationship. You know, couples stay together. They abuse each other. The husband or the boyfriend abuses the girlfriend. Uh, the wife, um, sometimes their relationship with the wife as well, abuses the husband. And it's still a relationship. And... Though they get abused, it's easier. They stay together. And they, you know, husband may even, boyfriend may even cheat on the wife or the the girlfriend. And the girlfriend may even do the same thing. But he, you know, the guy can keeps taking her back because, you know, he thinks maybe she does love him. You know, both think they love each other, but they don't. It's an abusive relationship. Um... There's even friends with a relationship with benefits, right? They both have money, but they're together because of the benefits they bring each other, but they don't love each other. It's easy. People tend to put aside these things and ignore the bad, even though it's terrible for them. It's not good for them. The Israelites wanted to go back to Pharaoh, and it was the same thing. We do the same thing with politicians, and... A lot of times we ignore the evil because, we, because we, we only look at what we want to see. In the Bible, God tells us we put our hope in the Lord our God, not in chariots or warriors or a power of a horse. It will fail. Not in the sword. That too will fail. Our our hope and our faith is in the Lord, our God, in Adonai, our God, can never. The Israelites did this. They denounced God and they wanted a king in the time of Samuel. And they threatened, give us a king or we will pick one ourselves. And they denounced God as their king and they picked Saul. Saul became their king and God even warned them that he will abuse them. And he did. Then came David, and then David became a national hero. But he, too, became pompous and very sinful. And he wound up committing a sin with Bathsheba. Even though God forgave him, David repented, but still the price of his sin had to show, and God had to show his, his, his wrath against sin. All the other kings of Israel from Solomon onward did the same thing. They did. They, they failed. And eventually the Israelites lost their kingdom. We had history like this. Hitler, Stalin. We've had abusive presidents. We've had Napoleon. We've had uh, Mussolini, Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi. We've had other horrible rulers in other, in other places and people, people sometimes will still look at them as heroes but they don't realize the evil because human beings don't want to see the evil. Blessed is the man who puts his f- faith in God. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. His leaves are always in season. And he bears fruit no matter what the season is. That's the Christian. That is the, the faithful Christian. No matter what, you've got to put your faith in God. You've got to put your faith in Him. We can't live in a world where we always think every political person is going to be our hero. Look, Even Donald Trump has faults. He says a lot of things that are stupid sometimes. You know, when he called it the Kung Fu virus and he used the word China. Yeah, I was embarrassed by that. I thought, you know, you shouldn't say it like that, man. Come on. Because the problem is there are people who like that who like that kind of behavior and they will abuse it. And how many Asian people got abused, right? I'm I'm going off course here, but you know what I mean. We have to put, we, we, you know, we have to put our faith in God. We have to realize that all these things are going to pass away and we're not going to be around here forever. And we're not going to live forever. We are mortal. And one day we're going to have to taste death and we're going to have to stand in front of him, either pay our price in purgatory or go straight to hell if we're not, if we're not, if we're not fit for heaven and we're not fit for purgatory. But we have to, we have to practice our faith and become saints. God doesn't change. Men do. Even popes. Popes themselves. We can acknowledge them and respect them, but they too sometimes fail. They too are mortal men. They're not exempt because they're popes. Priests are not exempt because they're priests. Bishops are not exempt because they're bishops. They may hold that holy office, but they too will have to be judged. We, Jesus himself, when he gave the beatitude... That part in Luke, he gave us an image of the human psyche. You know, people can be careful when people flatter. Be careful from people be careful of flattery. It's it's dangerous. And be careful also of presumption. Don't presume that everyone is perfect. No. Always be aware sin is always around the corner, always waiting to grab hold of someone. And we, we, we are human beings. We're weak. We're weak. And when we, and we will always be aware that our sins will always hurt other people, always hurt other people. So we have to be on the lookout, always be on guard, always. And that's why we have to be saints. We have to try very hard Strive for holiness and strive the best you can to be aware of everything around you and be aware of your own sin. even when you're alone, just because nobody's watching doesn't mean no, God doesn't know. We have to be we have to be saints. The reason why there's so much evil in the world. Bernadette said, "I'm afraid of bad Catholics. Bad Catholics frightened St. Bernadette Subiru. Practice who, Catholics who are in denial of evil, denial of, of their own sins. And those particular Catholics who think just because they've been baptized Catholic, you know, there's a, a friend of mine at a work just because he has a brother who's in the priesthood. It doesn't mean that. And yet this person, sadly, takes the lord's name in vain drops the name jesus like like nothing and a lot of people even those who are not religious those who don't practice the faith often drop the name of jesus christ so easily and i cringe <clears throat> you know i cringe I, I cringe at that because the name of jesus is sacred it's sacred it's holy it's a saving name when you worship christ every single day when you do the best you can to pray you begin to realize how holy the name jesus is it's the grace of the holy the grace of the holy spirit that guides us into holiness we're not perfect we're still sinners but the name of jesus is must be revered and be praised. Every soul is made in the image and likeness of God. Even people I don't like are made in the image of likeness of God. But sadly, it's hard to reach out to people. And it's hard for people to pay attention because a lot of them, you know, some I know get so distracted with all the the Marvel and the superhero and the comic books and the Disney Plus they look to this stuff like religion. And these the stuff is good, but they should be a reflection they're a reflection of, of, of the virtues we want, the virtues we believe in. And we cre- and we, we express these things in our in mythologies. But sadly, I also know friends who are who are deeply in pornography, deeply in sin. I also know friends who um, don't really think about religion either, don't care. I have some friends who are Buddhist, but you know, it's it's difficult to understand exactly the their their. Um, it's more of a philosophy with them, but you know, I try to talk about, try to bring out the you know, share the faith the best I can with them. And I'm trying to understand them. But a lot of times people just don't care. You know, the best thing to do is to pray for people. We have to pray for them and pray for the opportunity of these, uh, that will arise. Maybe a curiosity, maybe a door will be opened. Maybe some respect will begin. But a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, the Christian faith has lost a lot of respect has lost a lot of ground. We've lost a lot of ground, even though we're still reaching souls and people are still converting, but we've lost a lot of ground. You know, it's, it's sad. Okay, let's end it here, and uh we'll move on. All right, so let's begin. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men, for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. I uh, hail Mary, for the Holy Father. hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death. Amen. I uh, hail Mary, for the Catholic Church. hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death. Amen. For the holy souls in purgatory, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Okay, uh, St. Michael prayer. St. Michael, Archangel of God, Defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, so um, I'm going to uh, try to figure out what the focus for Lent is going to be. Um, I'm going to try to uh, come up with something that I can share with you guys for Lent. All right, so uh, I'll be back soon. God bless and be well. Amen.